Vintage Guitar People, welcome to Have Guitar Will Travel, presented by Vintage Guitar Magazine, with your host, me, James Patrick Regan, otherwise known as Jimmy from the Deadlies. And today I'm at the Bottle Rock Festival in Napa, California, and I'm speaking with the Happy Fits and Green Sky Bluegrass. First up is the Happy Fits, Calvin Langman, who plays cello, Ross Monteith, who plays guitar, and Luke Davis, who plays drums. With them, we speak about their style of indie rock and how they met in high school in Pittstown, Western New Jersey. We talk about their recent touring and this particular fly date. Calvin, who's the principal songwriter, explains his cello rig, which is really quite remarkable. Then Ross runs us through his guitar system. We discuss the venues they play on a regular basis. They're selling out a lot of decent-sized rooms using social media as their primary marketing tool. We discuss how their label supports them and how they're doing financially. You can find out more about The Happy Fits at their website, thehappyfits.com. That's T-H-E-H-A-P-P-Y-F-I-T-S.com. And they're very active on the socials. Please like, comment, and most of all, share this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And please support Vintage Guitar Magazine and all the wonderful things they do for us guitar players because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players. Here's The Happy Fits. Oh, hi. (laughs) I'm with The Happy Fits here at Bottle Rock, and I am speaking with... This is Luke. Uh, I'm the drummer. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Ross. I'm the guitarist. And I'm Calvin. I play cello. Right on, but not bass. But not bass. <laughs> <laughs> Who killed the bass player? <laughs> yeah, all of us. He's in the backyard of Ross's right now. <laughs> Describe your music just because people might not be familiar from Fringe Guitar. We're old people. <laughs> it's a blend of like early... 2000s to 2010 indie rock. Like okay. Imagine Arctic Monkeys, Tudor Cinema Club, The Killers, yeah. the Strokes, Bombay Bicycle Club, Young the Giant. Yeah, all that good stuff. That's yeah. what we grew up on. And, and where are you guys out of? New Jersey. New Jersey? What part of New Jersey? West Jersey, not the shore. Yeah, okay. by all the farms. Pitt's Town. Pitt's, okay. Classic. Pitt's yeah. Town. <laughs> Do you guys all go to school together? Yeah, we all went to high school together. Okay. Um, and college too? We actually are you dropouts? We dropped out. <laughs> yeah, so all three college dropouts. Yeah, <laughs> because you became, became successful. <laughs> well, we're, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, your tour, like, what are you guys touring all around? Is this a fly date for you? Um, yes, this is a fly date. We actually just wrapped up uh, an eighty long day tour. Uh, wow. We did some headlining shows, and then we went. We were direct support for a band called The Main, and okay. um, the opener was Charlotte Sands, and so that was. The total tour was about 80 days. We just got back uh, two weeks ago and then flew out for this. And we're right. flying back tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then and after this, what's going on tour-wise? Uh, tour-wise, we got a few festivals coming up. Uh, one in Milwaukee, Summerfest. Okay. And then we're doing Wicker Park Fest in I Chicago. Mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, <laughs> everybody knows. It's going to be hard to compare to this. Like, <laughs> um, And then, yeah, we're planning a big tour in the fall. Okay. Yeah, because our third album is going to be coming out pretty soon. So right on. Yeah. And who writes most of the material? I do, but it's really a collaborative process sure. I, to get to the like, final part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course. And now explain this cello thing. <laughs> I I grew up playing classical uh, classical cello starting at age eight, and so five years. Ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man, uh, nineteen years ago, right? <laughs> Wait, no, no. I'm really bad at math. I think it's. <laughs> 16 years ago, yeah. I just played a set. I'm not going to be good at math. Um, Yeah, I was going to college um, for classical cello for one year, 
Uh-huh. And, um, I, you know, I grew up watching uh, two cellos, those two Croatian dudes that cover, sure. like, you know, ACDC yeah, and yeah, yeah. Metallica. They were so inspirational to me. And, like, I just love wailing on the cello. And it's it's built in power chords, so it's uh-huh. perfect for yeah. rock music. Yeah. Um, so when I started writing with Ross, I was just, I didn't know how to play bass, but I really wanted to rock out. So yeah. I got this really cool strap called the block strap. It's the only strap that allows cello players to stand up. Um, and yeah, Ross didn't bat an eye or say maybe you should play bass. Like you just let me play cello, and that's what our first EP is: no bass at all. Uh-huh. And yeah, people really took a liking to it on the internet. So absolutely, well, people are definitely bouncing up and down. Yeah, <laughs> just down. The and the type of cello that you play, the the brand. Yeah, so that's um, from Glasser Instruments. It's a carbon fiber cello. Oh wow! Yeah, right really on. cool. And then it's running through a David Gage Realist clip-on pickup. And that's okay. going into a very fancy pedal board that I've been designing for like five, six years. Yeah, fancy in the sense that are you putting? Do you put? Are you picking out pedals and or is it? Yeah, there's that this, you the coolest one I think I just picked up is called the Tone Dexter. Okay, and you can't get them anymore right now because of the chip shortage sure. that's going around. But basically, what you do is you put your pickup on and then you attach a mic. I use the DPA sixty ninety nine. I think it's is what it's called, and it reads the pickup frequencies and then it applies 20,000 EQ bands to wow. make it sound like a microphone because wow. whenever you put a pickup on like oh, a wooden yeah. instrument you're going to yeah. get nasally sound yeah. so the tone dexter is just incredible because it makes it actually sound the way a cello is you know or Absolutely. it gets really close to it yeah so, yeah yeah image i think it's called image mapping is what they call it sure yeah, yeah, really cool technology. Kind of like what Fishman does. Yes, literally that. I almost bought one of those until I found about the tone, tone dexter. You put any pickup and any mic, and it'll yeah. make it sound incredible. So, yeah. You faded out already. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not my strong suit. So, so explain the pedal board. The, the yeah. Uh, um, it, is it like? Are you just? Is it a, a blank pedal board that you bought, and then you're just adding the pedals to it? Or yeah. So I've been. I used to use these multi effects pedals, which are really good with cello pickups because you know cello pickup world is so new, and it's like it can sound like anything. Sure. Um, and then you know, my manager, who's like a longtime guitarist, was like, "You got to switch to real analog pedals." Uh-huh. I was like, "Okay, I'll try." Um, so the the biggest pedal I think that's instrumental to our set is the Pog. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what will make it sound like a bass, you know. So a digital you, pedal. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> Way to do them in. Well, that's what the Tone Dexter is too. It's also digital, but at least it's like its own box. So yeah. it's, it's nice and it specializes in that. So I got three channels. One is the Pog, um, and then I got a clean and a dirty line that I'm running through. Um, the the clean line is just the Tone Dexter. The dirty line is running through uh, a graphic fuzz pedal by uh, electro harmonics okay yeah and then my preamp is uh felix felix 2 by grace design sure yeah. right on yeah. <laughs> next oh, oh. my yeah, turn you about your switch. <laughs> yeah do you have um, an octave switch i do yeah it's a preset pedal so it's it runs across the bottom of my pedal board and then i have eight pedals um in total and then i have eight presets so i have um what i do is so it's great because the octo uh, switch has two inputs. So uh. what I do is my eighth channel activates the acoustic when I go to the acoustic, and um, it's switched to the second input. And uh, yeah, so it's really easy. So I, all, all my rig is all in one, like in the pedal board to the amp, and then when you go to the input two, it just goes direct to a DI, and then okay. that's the acoustic line. Wow, um, makes it really easy because like before I was like you know doing the hop, skip, and jump over my pedal board to like, yeah, try yeah. to hit three pedals and like one second so that they would all come in at the same time but this thing makes it so easy so each channel has 
preset save so that I just click one pedal and then it activates three of them. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's great. Yeah. Very MIDI-ish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this was also a more recent thing for us. I think it was literally our last tour. It was like we needed a big upgrade, so we all upgraded on equipment. Uh-huh. And then our manager helped them wire their boards together and everything, okay. too. Yeah. So it's definitely been really... They seem a lot more at ease when yeah. we're playing is live. It, so is there? It's all presets for you. So yeah, it's all presets for me. And if you if you want, like I never had to because of the way our sets are designed. But uh-huh. um, if you want to, there's a there's a button that you press that you can activate another pet. Like so, you click that button, uh-huh. keeps all the presets saved, and then you can add one or two if you need to. But sure. I, with with our songs and the way the set flows, like I don't need to do that. Yeah. So it makes it very very easy. Uh, Only issue. There's one minor issue, which has become a major issue for me, is if you stomp on it too hard, it cuts the the pedal board out. Uh-oh. Uh, I think that's just like a, <laughs> I don't. It's not. It's not an intentional thing. It's just like mine does that. So yeah. I've actually our first festival we ever played um, was See Here Now in New Jersey, uh-huh. and I went on stage and I tried to hit my first distortion and my guitar cut out, and I was like, oh, this is a disaster, yeah. you know. But luckily it didn't happen today. Yeah, I've but how do careful. you? How did you get out of it? Uh, you ju- you just click it again and then it resets. Oh, okay. Um, but it does it. Yeah, it's. Does it take time pretty, to reset? No, it's just it's just very embarrassing when you go to oh, hit yeah, your pedal and then just <laughs> no sure. noise comes out. You know, it just drops out. But. And amp wise, what are you using? Uh, I use a Vox AC15. Okay. Um, I actually have a special oh, wow. model. It's a it's a two. Very a, analog for. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's a very two. Uh, it's a two by twelve. So it actually has two speakers yeah. and it's it it's the size of an AC thirty, but it's just an AC fifteen. Yeah, so it's less. Um, yeah, less, it just makes it a, li- a little bit more dynamic, you know. Yeah, um, yeah it's cool. And the, and for that, so outside of Bottle Rock, the venues that you guys are playing, what size venues are you playing? Um, so on this last tour, when we were when when we were headlining, um, we were playing about like three hundred to five hundred oh, cap rooms. That's, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's awesome. And then on the support tour we did with the main, we were playing thousand cap rooms, which okay. was awesome. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that. We're we're hoping to. I think we're going to take the next jump uh, on our next tour, which will okay. be almost eight hundred to thousand cap rooms. Wow. Cause Yeah, in Philly. Uh, so a lot of the bigger, the bigger rooms that we got and experienced uh, with the his man. hands gonna get whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it's gonna be exciting. We're gonna see yeah. how they do because we had a number of shows on that last headlining run where like 500 cap rooms sold out. Our biggest show we played was to 700 people in Austin, and it's just really exciting because we hadn't toured in two years. So when we heard we were playing 500 cap rooms, we were kind of nervous because we thought, you know, before that we were playing to like. 30 to 50 people yeah 100 people would be a great show so to come back and then have like we had like 12 or 14 sold out shows and they're playing like 500 cap rooms so it's really exciting how did you guys get the word out uh we do it through i mean we do it through all of our social media there's promoters obviously at every show that get the word out but i'm just i mean like this the spectrum of of available music these days is so vast right yeah like how did how did you break through Oh, we have an answer from I, the drummer. Very rare occasion. Yeah, I think uh, the big, one of the biggest things for us was during the pandemic, we really got lucky, and um, our song Hold Me Down got picked up on Alt Nation. Okay. Uh, and it was, I think, the top track for Serious? a few months. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was that was, like, huge for us, especially with rep of, like, you know, it may not necessarily translate in a lot, lot of ways, but, like, to be able to get, 
these bigger venues and uh-huh. then it built up our Spotify numbers and kind of got the word out that way. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it really, really helped. That's great. And built a great relationship with radio for us. Yeah. So that's, I think, one of the hardest things for bands to tackle, too. Yeah. And you're, um, are you guys are on a major label? I should have asked We're you. with AWOL. AWOL. Um, so artists without a label but they, <laughs> they kind of are a label uh, but yeah they've been really really great and super supportive of us all right on. and so super supportive like do they provide you tour support or so they help us out i mean they definitely helped us out a little financially here and there uh-huh. um and then you know having the team that they do with social media the marketing uh-huh. uh the radio team like that was the big jump for us uh, do they distribute your, your well i guess the, yes the, the, yeah. the physical product they distribute, or go ahead, give him the mic now. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they'll be distributing our upcoming uh, record. So our deal was that they actually just like licensed our okay. already released albums. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. releasing our first record okay. with AWOL, and they'll be distributing it. Yeah. And and how many releases do you have in total? Uh, we have one EP and then two albums out. Okay. So I think like twenty eight songs right now. Third album coming out. Here we uh, go with the whiplash. He's got his wrists are very delicate. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be nimbly. <laughs> <laughs> and the, so financially, how do you guys do it? Like, are you guys doing like? I mean, it's our it's our full time job. Yeah. We're able to do that, and we have the Ferrari in the garage. Uh, one day, one day. <laughs> you really you want a more Ferrari. like the 2012 Kia Sorento? My age are the people that want the Ferrari. <laughs> We, we bought a trailer last year, so oh, I need a, I always wanted a hybrid, but now I'm like, I think I have to get a pickup truck to take <laughs> care of this trailer. Like, it's the exact opposite of what I wanted. Oh, but, but the, yeah. don't they have a hybrid caravan or something? They, like? uh, yeah, we're actually we rented a, a Toyota Sienna hybrid, and yeah. it's like my dream car. When I'm a dad of three. Did or you something. Did you guys? You flew out here though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah right. Flew out here. But when you when you tour normally, you yeah, we just sold wait a our You're a dad of three. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, when you're yeah, a dad. Yeah, when I'm a dad. <laughs> when, uh, uh, we, By that time, we'll all be driving hydrogen cars. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we just sold our 2015 Ford Transit. We picked uh-huh. it up in 2017 with 80,000 miles. The big and, transit or the little transit? Um, XLT, but short roof. Um, okay. We sold it for... 9,500 earlier this year because the van market was doing so good. <laughs> yeah. We sold it with 230,000 miles on it. Wow. So, like, we got right a great on. deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you guys are wise with money, even though you can't do math. Before, before, well, during the pandemic, because like things were unsure, I went back to online school for accounting. So I'm like one semester away from an accounting degree. <laughs> and then you're going to be the boring. Yes. Player. Yeah. But, Sorry, you know, I got all our assets over. safe in the Cayman Islands right now. So. <laughs> But yeah, luckily we have a good team of people that help us with yeah. finances and make sure we're not spending too much. You know? Yeah, of course, of course. We're making yeah. the right decisions. Yeah, kids are still kids. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it was wonderful speaking with you. Where can Thank people you. find you? Uh, Instagram, Spotify, Facebook, but Twitter, like your whatever handles. you use. Oh, at the Happy Fits on everything. There we yeah. go. That makes it easy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and Fitz is not F I T Z. F I T S. Yes. There we go. Happy Fitz. <laughs> none of you guys are the name Fitz. No, no. no. <laughs> you none of you from are from Denmark. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice speaking with you guys. Thank you so much for your time. You. Thank you for having yeah. us. Yeah, I guess we're great, by the way. Next up is Dave Bruzza, guitar, and Paul Hoffman, mandolin from Green Sky Bluegrass. <laughs> 
In our conversation, we cover their tour schedule, including this flight date at the Bottle Rock Festival. We go through the beginning of the band in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we talk gear, guitars, mandolins, DIs, and effects. And we talk about jamming and improvisation on stage. We talk about Dave's surf record, which came out recently, available at DaveBruza.com. That's D-A-V-E-B-R-U-Z-Z-A.com. And we also discuss Paul's solo musical adventures. You can find out more about Green Sky Bluegrass at their website, GreenSkyBluegrass.com. That's G-R-E-E-N-S-K-Y. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S dot com. And they're also very active on the socials. Once again, please like, comment, and most of all, share this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And please support Vintage Guitar Magazine and all the wonderful things they do for us guitar players because they do so many wonderful things for us guitar players. Here's Green Sky Bluegrass. Uh, I'm Dave Bruza from Green Sky Bluegrass. I am Paul Hoffman, also from Green Sky Bluegrass. Uh, nice to meet both of you. You pleasure. Too. You guys, you guys tore it up. I loved it. It was great. I watched the whole thing. Thanks. Yeah. So, you do you guys do? Is this a flight date for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It took us around thirteen hours for a direct flight from Denver to get here yesterday. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two different planes. Two different problems with the planes. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sorry. So we're very happy to be here. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well. You're playing the Jam Cellar stage is a pretty big stage, as, as far as this festival goes. It's great. It yeah, you got you guys do mostly festivals. In the summertime, we do a lot of mostly festivals. Yeah, we're doing um, kind of an outside amphitheater tour this summer though with the Wood Brothers in late summer. That'll okay, pretty cool. Yeah, that's great. And yeah. are you, you guys don't stick with just bluegrass festivals, I should say. You guys have been playing everything. We don't play very many bluegrass festivals that I can think of. Um, uh-huh. We play a lot of like jam band kind of. Okay. The same festivals you'll see Umphreys and J Rad and stuff at. Um, this one's cool. This is kind of a all music festival, which I always really enjoy. Uh, just yeah. Totally a mini like a mini Bonnaroo. <laughs> a it's mini very Bonnaroo esque. It's got two O's. Wow. I had to think about it too. I just said it naturally. <laughs> and then I had to do the math and see if what I said there's was no right. There's no T's in Bonnaroo. No, there's no T's in <laughs> All right. Spelling with Green Sky. Spelled with a Y. Okay. Uh, where do people find you? Since we just mentioned your name. Where where they find us? Yeah. At, at your favorite local venue. I don't know. No, um, you have depends on where you are. Yeah. yeah, we have a website, greenskybluegrass.com, and uh-huh. it's got all our tour dates and stuff on it. And you're on Spotify and Instagram. Yep, we got all the music and all the media, I believe, as far as I know. And I've never been on TikTok before, but I think we're there. Really? Have you? I have never been on TikTok, but yes, there. I believe there is a Green Sky TikTok page. Okay, we talk too. Okay, good. The uh, are you guys the basically the the nucleus of the band, or is, is it's all five of you? We are a five man band. Um, Brotherhood. We're the main singers, the two of two of us. We have the nicest voices for interviews as yes, well. Exactly. One of you has a radio voice. <laughs> Guess which one? <laughs> the one Our who does face for radio. Is that what you meant, James? No, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> so, how'd you guys? How did the band start? I hate asking generic questions, but how did the band start? So we answer that one a lot. Uh, pretty yeah, informal. I, I, I just, just was talking about it with another interview. <laughs> it was uh, just kind of an informal open mic thing. Oh, really? We, we just in Colorado. In Kalamazoo, Michigan is uh, where we started, where the uh, Gibson Guitar Factory once was. Yeah. Uh, no yeah, open mic led to free beer at the open mic, led to actual paid gigs, led to driving all sorts of 
different vehicles across the entire United States. We are yet to play in Delaware, but we are doing it this summer. It's the only state we have not played in. You played Hawaii? We've played right. Hawaii and Alaska. Watch out, Delaware. We're coming for you. <laughs> right on. <laughs> what kind of guitar was that you were playing? Uh, that's a Santa Cruz Guitar Company guitar. It's a custom. Uh, it's kind of like a pre-war dreadnought, but a little shorter scale that okay. they built for me. We call it the Honey Bee because it has a beautiful honey bee on the peg head. Yeah, I saw it. Nice. That's, I, that's what yeah. threw me off. Yeah, I mean, I play. I mainly play their guitars with, with Green Sky. Okay. I, I have an endorsement with them. Okay. And the... Uh, is it got a pickup inside of it? Obviously, yeah. I use a K and K Pure Mini. Okay, and then I plug that into a, a Grace Felix Di. Okay, mm-hmm. and and why Grace Felix? Uh, I'm a big fan of what they do, and I used to use a mic pre as a Di, and I was one of the many guitar players they consulted when they were building the Felix. Okay, so it's just I've been with them for many many years. They're also local to me. They're in Lyons, Colorado. Okay. So I can go up and talk to those guys, and they can fix things for me whenever. Sure. Do you break it scene. often? What's that? Do you break it often? Yeah. They, <laughs> they know when I show up that it's going to be a long day. <laughs> and what's the what's the configuration of the of the DI? Well, it's just uh, the way I use it is I use it as two separate DIs. I don't use a blend. Uh, okay. You can set it up as a blend. But the way I set up, it's amazing because it's actually called the Bruza Mod, which is my last name. So you can it'll mute the effects loop when you go from one to two. Okay. And it just has, you know, a very wide-ranging EQ, and uh-huh. I think it just, it sounds good, and it sounds very nice with the K&K Pure Mini. Okay. And the, I use the, the K&K as well. Yeah. I'm going to cut that part out, though. Well, you're going to cut this that This is out. about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you use, like you said, it cuts out the FX loop. Do you use effects? I do, yes. We do all do in the band. Um, you really? I don't have much. I, I have... The amp out, I run to a volume pedal that goes to uh, a Fender Deluxe. Okay. So I can get some overdrive, distorted tone. Oh, wow. Um, and then I have, I like to use a couple delays, and I guess I have a, a, a phaser. I, I tend to favor Chase Bliss products. I have wow. a boom tone and then a Therme. Then I use some Pigtronics Ecolution version 1 analog delay. And right now I also have an envelope filter in there, which I don't use too often, but yeah. you know, when you got to get jerry with it you know. sure on an acoustic guitar paul has some very interesting effects on his mandolin i'm gonna ask him about those right now hey paul yes <laughs> what kind of effects do you have on your what well, first off what kind of mandolin are you playing uh, i play a nugget mandolin made by mike Kemenser in michigan okay i love it and you know that guy i do um he made it for me i mean it's i think it's like his other mandolins but uh i love it i really do um I also use effects, psychedelic effects on my mandolin, which is tricky because I use a Schertler transducer, which is pretty active pickup. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of stuff that's pretty tough to use. If we weren't using any of your monitors, I would be screwed on most of my effects. Okay. Uh, but I use a lot of delay. I love delay. Stereo delays. Uh-huh. Really get down on that kind of stuff, like the edge, you know? Yeah. Sort of like if there's a mandolin player who's like the edge, I want it to be me. <laughs> um I've got all the other stuff, too, though. A lot of Eventide products work really well with my mandolin for sure. whatever reason. They have a lot of control parameters, so I can cut stuff and boost stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, reverbs, envelope filter. Got a little bit of distortion. It's kind of tricky on the mandolin. Yeah. Anything that's pitch modulating is tricky because of unison yeah, strings. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I try occasionally. I t- started teaching myself how to do this, like... A muting technique where I would only play one of the strings for certain like square wave effects and stuff yeah. like that, you know. 
yeah, it doesn't always go off so well. It's a real, so it has to be a real special show that I'm just like feeling safe enough to go to square waves. <laughs> that kind of stuff. The, and like it, jam is a portion of your, like it's, it's part of the deal for you guys? We jam. You guys yeah, we jam. Do. You we don't just it. have songs. Like those songs like go on to other songs. It's, uh, we challenge ourselves to create new music. Every night, you know, there's like, there's some of the jams, they're open or they, they have like, they have themes that we've developed over the years that they revisit and stuff like that. But we have a lot of uh, improvisation and spontaneity on stage. Right. And, okay. you know, it's like, it's always kind of going for it. Sometimes we get it. Yep. Right. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> it's the beauty, I guess. It is the beauty. You guys are great. Thanks. Yeah. I liked it a lot. The, so going forward, what are you guys doing? Recording albums? We have a lot of shows ahead. We just recorded that record um, and have just started playing on it since January we released it. Uh-huh. Uh, our newest record, Stress Dreams. And you recorded this s- during the pandemic. Yep. We recorded re- it when we could only play in the studio together yeah. instead of playing for people. I read the press release. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Good. You did your homework. <laughs> so we're just playing a lot, man. I could tell you on two hands how many weekends we have off until like next April. Like I, all the way through, and there's not many of them. There's less than ten. Uh, we're playing That's a lot, great. Yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. And like financially, that you guys are like, it, it's good for you. It was good to be home, man. Uh, I've got a young kid, and just oh, okay. like we, I, you know, we'd never really stopped. I don't remember ever having more than like four or five weeks off in a row, and only like two or three times in 15 years. So wow. it's interesting to see what you can come up with when you have time. <laughs> More kids? I built a pool <laughs> in my yard. <laughs> What'd you build? Uh, I got sober. Oh, I did make a surf record. Um, yeah, I, you made I, a surf record. I did. Um, yeah, I, I played all the instruments. I have a, I have a real Stratocaster. I have a 1960 slab board. All right on. And uh, as a means to an end to get better at home recording, I just started making surf rock uh, in my living room. Right on. And I just released a, a seven inch forty five uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Apart from like, is there surf rock bands that you like? Oh, recent I mean, ones? I, not. I've been listening to a lot of Alalas. Okay. Yeah, of course. I yes. really enjoy. They're yeah. really vibey. I saw they're playing in Denver actually on one of our weekends off. Which, wow. if you want to go, you should come with me. I think you'd yeah. like them. I think that Susto band is really cool. They got that kind of vibe. But you know, I listen to a lot of like Ventures and of course, yes. a lot of that yeah. old stuff, the lively ones. Yeah. But that was kind of the, the thing I was really interested in, yeah. and I made that. And it was, it was pretty fun. I just got to do a tour with a rock band uh, the past two weeks where I got to play those songs live for people, which right was on. very fun to actually have other musicians playing with me, too. Yeah. And could people buy this album that you... Did? Yeah. Um, they were currently only available at the shows I just played, but they'll be on my website soon, which is com. So keep an eye out for that. You should probably spell that. It is D A V E, Dave. Yes, Bruza, I got that part. B R U Z Z A. Okay. Dot com. Right on. Like pizza, like bottle, <laughs> like Bonnaroo. There's, we're finding lots of similar letters and words. Tell today. me about your solo project. Uh, I do. I've done some side stuff with our Dobro player and basically with all these guys. But uh, I play solo sometimes and just play my songs on guitar. Uh, playing a gig this summer in the town I grew up in, I'm excited about, on the beach. In Michigan? Mm-hmm, in Muskegon, Michigan. Okay. On the beach where I spent a lot of evenings as a as a lad. 
having campfires like and four or five doing years things ago. that seventeen year olds do. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to play there. Like really excited. Cool. They're gonna put me on a billboard in my hometown. <laughs> it's just right on. It's right on Pier Marquette. So cool. Yeah, I saw Yonder was playing there, and I was like, "There's a venue in Muskegon." And like two days later, I had a gig there. Right they were resurging it. It was it was called like Captain Jacks or something when I was young, and it's like they had. Uh, then it was called like Poppers or something after that. Like it's gone through a slew of owners, and I think a lot of uh, let's see, what's the word for it? A lot of uh, bands that play not their own music, kind of kind of bar band vibe over the years. But Yonder sold it out. And it was pouring rain and everyone showed up. It's awesome. So proud of my hometown. I was like, yeah, go Muskegon. (laughs) Watch Muskegon go. That's their slogan now. Watch us go. Because us and go are in Muskegon. Look at all these words I know. Yeah, you know a lot of words. (laughs) Are you guys traveling in a van or a bus or what are you traveling? Uh, This weekend we're in a Suburban and a minivan. Because we were eight hours late, so we yeah, got no, a minivan. No, no, they no, gave no, our car like, away. Normally, not when you're normally. Here. I drive a Forerunner. Oh, okay. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we when we tour. Wait, did we're, you just use the F word? Yeah, can I do that? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I use it a lot. I got to show you this video of my daughter saying it today. She's three. Oh no, <laughs> Daddy says fucking damn it. Uh, anyway, we uh, you can cut that out if you want. No, or not. I don't want to. No, I cost. My, <laughs> I used to say the F word in a couple of our songs, man. My mom knows. Uh, we're normally in a bus when we're on normal tour. Uh-huh. but uh, And as a singer with the fan blowing on your face, does that, that bother you? I love sleeping in the bus. Sometimes. Uh-oh. The fan? Yeah, in the, the bus, you mean? Yeah, in your bunk. No, I don't mind it. They're all different, too. Sometimes they're at the feet. Sometimes they're at the head. The no, cold chamber. We keep it real cold. Way cold chamber. No, some of these vintage buses are backwards. It's weird, right? Yeah. You ever get the feet fan? <laughs> yeah, I've had both. But we always tell the driver to make it like a meat locker. Okay. It's kind of our code word for, you know, like 65 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get there. Bundle up. <laughs> well, it's been wonderful talking to you. I know you have a lot of things to do, like go to the one-up or something. Yeah, we've got video games to play. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Today. We're going to go watch... Rainbow Kitten Surprise, I think, if we have time. Uh, there's a lot of dresses on that stage. I, I've heard good things. I've never seen them live, though. There's more dresses than women. Sweet. Dresses are comfortable. Let it air out. Uh, yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, my pleasure. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Have Guitar Will Travel. You can catch up on all the things I'm doing at thedeadlies.com. And I'm on all the social media platforms as well. And please support Vintage Guitar and all the wonderful things they do because they do many, many wonderful things for us guitar players. Thanks. Please subscribe. Please tell a friend. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.